You're listening to TOSE, The Other Side Enterprise, where we are committed to bringing you to the other side, taking you from dreams to possibilities and on to reality. Listen in on talks for business and life coaching starting right now with your host, Tiffany Rufino. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It is May 7th, 2019. I am here with my quarterly bonus, Jeff Rufino. Say hi, Jeff. Hello. You guys all uh, got great reviews and your bonus is impressive. (laughs) Impressive. Impressive. (laughs) Show it off. Welcome back and thank you for hanging out with us. And hey, if you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, excuse me for that. Please go ahead and subscribe and share and also rate us. Um, You know, ratings are important. Feedback is a gift, as I am always told. So I am going with that thought process. So today we have two things that we're talking about. We have a leadership model that I wanted to review. And then uh, there is a leadership theory that I wanted to go into. So let's go into the leadership model. And this is really... um, something that you work with often where you have like a mind node setting of you have a center idea and then everything branches out to, you know, what connects to that center idea. So in this model, which I'll post in the notes, you have leadership in the middle and then you have seven pieces of leadership that drive into leadership, which I kind of think the first thought looking at it, that it would be driving out, um, but that could be a thought as we go into this. And so the seven pieces that encumber um, that, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Encompass? Yeah, encompass. Encumbersome is what it Encumbersome. <laughs> That's our word for the day, encumbersome. <laughs> and it means <clears throat> I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the seven pieces are courage, vision, empathy, confidence, systems thinking, integrity, and intuition. And so you have leadership in the middle and all of these are driving into feeding leadership. So we're going to go one by one and talking about how we believe this may or may not apply to the, the bigger points of leadership. Sound good? Excellent. Let's do it. Awesome. So let's start with courage. Now with courage, it has the arrow pointing into leadership. And I feel that the arrow should also point outwards to leadership. And here's why. Because I think as a leader, you have to have the courage to start conversations and be brave enough to start conversations that matter. And I don't think that you have to wait until the courage gets fed into you. I think sometimes that has to come from you to demonstrate to the people around you. So I think about having a team and maybe telling them about a difficult business decision that was made that will impact heavily on the team, but it's something that's necessary for the team, right? And so you have to have that conversation with them, but also breathe life into this is not what we're not going to do, but this is what we can do. And talking about the possibilities versus what's not available to people. To me, another side of... The other side? Ooh, I like it. The another side of of The other side of courage. The other side of courage. (laughs) Um, but there's a lot of sides, so we'll just say it's, it's a circle. There one are of no the, sides. One when you of look the at sides <laughs> um, of courage would be not just having those difficult conversations with your employees or with your um, with your team, but also having the courage to see the writing on the wall uh, when when tides are changing. So 
we tend to get into these patterns and then you, you look around and you say, you know what, this specific thing that we're doing, I've, I've, I've peeked around the corner and it's not going to work in a year. So we need to start changing how we do things. And you have to have the courage to do this, to make that scary leap. Because it's very easy to say, you know, I'm making pizzas. Boom, boom, boom. I'm, I'm tossing the pizzas out. But the industry is going to change. I don't know when the last time the pizza industry changed. I don't know why they chose that as an when example. When they put pineapples and ham on it. There we go. So <laughs> people are going to want pineapples and ham on their pizza. So I'm going to have to start thinking of creative ways to make Hawaiian pizzas. I'm gagging as I'm even thinking about that. Even though I can enjoy Hawaiian pizza from time so to time. So I'm going to stop you there for a second. Because as I'm looking at this, this is getting more in depth than when I first saw it. So this is pretty cool. What do you think the difference between courage and confidence is? So courage to me would be when you're not sure if you're making the right choice, but you're going to make it anyway because there's a fear to that. There's a there's a there's an element of of being scared. Whereas confidence would mean you've already done the math you're making a choice. It's a. It's not. I mean, there's no one or zero. There's no right choice. Uh, you know, you you just know for a fact that ham and pineapple is going on a pizza. You know it, and you walk in and you're you lead your team to that decision. Do you want to know what I think the difference between confidence and courage is? I always want to know what you think. Great answer. Great answer. Okay, so I think. Confidence is a mindset and courage is a behavior. So I think confidence is the mentality that you have about what you're about what you're capable of and courage is actually implementing what you're capable of and taking the steps to to make it happen. Okay. I mean in the face of doubt. In the face of anything. Because I think even if you're confident in yourself, there take it takes a little bit of courage to be the one that stands out in a room and says something differently than what the popular opinion is, but also that can start the conversation of what may become a popular opinion. So it could be the courage to be the first one to speak, even though you're confident in what your thought is, you may not be as confident in speaking in front of the room. So that's where the behavior of courage comes in and you raising your hand first and bringing your thought out there versus taking the courage to mumble because you're not confident in what you're saying. So I think they go hand in hand in that confidence is an internal feeling and, and thought process encourages the behavior that ties into that. Okay. I'm, I'm willing to co-sign on that. So I'm confident that pizza and pineapple taste. I'm, I'm just using this for example, cause I don't like pineapple and pizza on uh, pineapple and ham on pizza. But as a, Going back to your thought, I'm confident that this is something that will work. The courage is actually trying to sell it to people. Yeah. And making the actual pizza pie and being okay with that. Why are you okay with that? (laughs) (laughs) I just lost half the listeners that we have. So, okay, moving forward. So we got courage and confidence. We took care of those, right? Uh, Let's talk about vision. Vision is an interesting one because... uh, Vision, I think, depends on, and and this, I think, also goes with uh, intuition, mm. because mm. it it depends on how your how your organization moves, 
some okay. organizations steer like a Ferrari. You're, you're selling tennis balls today. You want to sell t-shirts tomorrow. You got it. You're selling t-shirts. How does that relate to Ferrari? Because you, you move fast. So you can decide today that you want to sell t-shirts. Okay. And you just order t-shirts and you're selling them. Got it. Other organizations move like a cruise ship, right? You're selling uh, printers today. You want to sell, what, pencils tomorrow? It's going to take you six months to get ready to sell pencils. And so in some cases, you really have a lot of leeway to decide ahead of time. So in some cases, you don't. In some cases, you might have to have... Um, and just like my definition of vision is where do you want to go? Where do you see everything going? How do you see the field playing out? Mm. So for vision with me and in this model, it has vision going into leadership. And once again, I think that it, it goes outward as well as going inward. Right. And it reminds me of, and I think I mentioned this on, uh, one of our podcasts a couple of weeks ago where Tony Robbins talks about. You have to, as an entrepreneur, it's hard because you have to have the vision of your role in the moment, but then the vision of your organization in the future. So you're running two roles. And it could have been Gary Vaynerchuk that said that too. So I apologize. I think it was the interview they had together. Boom. Got them both together. All right. There we so, go. <laughs> so you're working two jobs as shouts an entrepreneur. To, shouts to Gary V. Yes. Gary V and Tony Robbins, who I got to see last year. That was awesome. Um but you have to have, you're working two roles. So you're working for the current vision and you're working for the outward vision of what your goal may be. And that goal is always a dangling carrot where it's always moving, right? If you have an end goal in, goal in mind, just as we listened to Simon yesterday with the finite and infinite game, you know, if you have an end goal in mind, then you don't have a plan for a legacy with your organization or with your business, you, but if you keep playing the infinite game and it's the actual part of being part of a business and knowing that it's always changing, always evolving, always growing, or you're always learning, then that's where you fall in love with the process and that's where it becomes an infinite game there. So the vision is step by step. I don't think it's always like an end all be all unless the end all be all is creating a legacy and that's what you're moving towards day in and day out. I think the intuition comes in is that you know, a vision is something that you see before it happens. And that's where your intuition guides you on. Is this the right move? Is this, does this feel right? Does this look like what you should be doing? And, is this a vision or is it a hallucination? Oh, I like that. Steal my thunder. <laughs> I don't know what to I'm say I'm supposed to have the tiffisms, <laughs> but that's good. I'm going to steal that one. Yes. So is it a vision or a hallucination? And I think that's where your um, courage and confidence comes in and tying to your intuition and your vision, right? Because if you have the intuition that this is the vision that I see and I have the confidence in me, now it's just taking the courage to put the behaviors into play in order to make this happen. That's where you start getting this cycle of leadership here. Although I still am very passionate about the fact that the arrows should go outward as well as inward because i think you ha always have to fill your leadership gallons unless otherwise you get depleted of your leadership if you're always giving out or sometimes you get overwhelmed if it's all coming in the only thing i can think is that they're maybe trying to say that these are the components that make up leadership like mm -hmm. if you want like almost like a recipe 
Like, if you want to create leadership, you throw in a dash of vision, some courage. Maybe. It's weird. We'll never know. It's All right. very weird. Let's go into empathy and integrity. Wow. That, it looks like the one that's the odd man out over there, uh, systems and thinking. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, empathy, integrity. Um, I like those. So why do you like those? Well... And do you like those together or you like them separate? No, I like them together. I thought it was exact I'm, I'm aligned with you to use another corporate term you know what's pretty interesting about that so you have empathy that starts with e and integrity that starts with i and both of those are relatable to emotional intelligence mnemonics all over the place boom i got my thunder back <laughs> there we go all right okay so, so going into empathy so empathy um i'm i'm a big believer in hiring from within promoting from within right um and part of the reason for that is that it, it you it's really difficult to tell somebody hey you're doing this wrong if you're not sure what their day-to-day -day is it's a lot easier when you can put yourself in their shoes and say you know what i, I worked the cash registers for like three years I know, I know that, that that door jams sometimes and it increases your time. Here's what I did to fix it. So what? So how does that tie in with somebody who's like, I know, I got it. I've seen that before. I can figure it out. Meaning an employee? Yeah, like if you're sharing that same knowledge, but somebody doesn't want to hear it because they have the confidence and they have the courage, right? And you got two leaders that are battling for sharing their knowledge. Well, I think... You you have to be able to you have to be able to be the alpha in any situation. You have to be able and and it's a weird term to use, but you have to be able to jump in and and speak with authority on something. So regardless whether you've been a cashier or not, you have to have that conversation. What just, that the that the door jams? Well, no, just a conversation about KPIs, conversation about behaviors, conversation about whatever. I'm using the door jamming as just an example, right? So. I think it's an easier conversation to have if you've been using that register for three years. But is that a management conversation or a leadership conversation when you're talking about KPIs and performance and all that stuff? The the KPI part is the is a management conversation. I think the behavioral part will be the leadership conversation. But I don't think it really matters. I think the I, I you um you actually taught me this, like the earn the right kind mm -hmm. of thing. It gives you it gives you credibility when you've done that job, especially if you did it better than the person that's currently doing it. It gives you credibility, not that you have the right to tell them because you already know, but you can share the story for them to understand why you already know. So if you came up to me, just for example, and you said, hey, that register jams, if you do it like this, then it's not going to jam anymore. There is a possibility that if, depending on the type of employee that I am, that I can come back and with that same response that I gave you before. I know. I got this. I don't need you. Right? You're fired. Right. <laughs> I don't need people like you on my team. Um, however, if you came up with a different approach from a leadership standpoint, which is just my opinion of where I would come from, I would probably jokingly, lightheartedly be like, so have you figured out that register yet? I had the same problem, you know, when I was a cashier over here. How did you fix it? You know, what are you doing? Is it working for you? Let me show you what I tried. So this way, if you get stuck your way, 
you have another way to try. I like that. I like that approach. Well, that we, gives you empathy, right? In that I've been in your shoes. I've been there. But let me find out from you if you figured it out before I assume that you haven't. And I'm going to come in and tell you just because I've been here. Not that I'm saying you're wrong. It's the approach yeah. that I would change from management to leadership. And then the next thing to the empathy part of that is also you can tailor your smart goals a little more like they are the realistic. You can make them a little more realistic. If you've been there and you said, you say, you know what? I went balls to the wall on this cash on this register. And this is what I think this register can do versus somebody who comes in and just says, hey, on paper, I need to sell 500 of these things. So go do that. Mm hmm you know taking initiative you mean well just knowing what the person on that register is going through or what the person that's doing whatever job it is what they're specifically going through and then you can speak to it by saying hey i know what that's like mm -hmm. so i'm not going to make that person do a job that would take them 25 hours in a day to do because mm -hmm. i know I, I was there right it, it's easier if you've done it. You can have empathy for people without having done that job. Mm -hmm. It's just easier if you've been there already. I think empathy can be challenged by integrity. Because sometimes you want it more for somebody than they want for themselves. Okay. And that could put you in a position to start doing things for that person versus leading that person. Right? And then the other piece of that is you can stop their growth because you're sharing so much information that you're missing an opportunity for them to teach you something. Because if you've been in that role, like, first of all, if, if it was you and I in that role and we took over a cashier position and the drawer was stuck, our first question would be, if this has been like this for three years, when are you planning on getting it fixed? <laughs> yeah. That's the initiative that we would take, right? But then other people are there because, you know, that's their hustle. That's their grind. Going back to the last episode, check it out. And just going into, I'm just here to make money and it is what it is. And I'll just figure out how to open it up and close the register as it comes, right? And so if we go in as leaders telling people what we already know, that goes back to the other episode that we had right before this, where we talked about how college can stunt your growth because it's test taking and you fit inside a box. So now I'm just repeating what you did versus using my own creative abilities to grow outside of that. And I'm not just talking like baseline. It's all about a sticky cash register. Why is a cash register sticky? That's disgusting. Clean your registers, clean your cash wraps. But going back to that piece, I think we have to be conscious of how we lead versus how we manage. And sometimes as leaders, we have a tendency to want to share everything that we already know and not take that pause to listen to what we could be taught. And to go to the integrity part, how much of that, and, and I always think, is your intention pure? So if I wanted to go up to somebody and just do it for them, how much mm. of that is for them and how much of that is right. me showing off? Right. Or me saying, hey, look what I did. Right. I, I, I fixed this for you. Right. You know? Absolutely. And, it, you know, it, again, it's just funny that these are coming up because this was a conversation that I had with um, my mom yesterday and we were talking about integrity. And it, it kind of ties back into Game of Thrones, too, in a conversation that I had today in that if you are, what was it? It was somebody that was willing to do 
whatever it took in order to, oh, I remember, it was somebody who was willing to do whatever it took, even though it went against their beliefs, in order to make a profit. And I was really challenged with that. And I said, that's, that's a hard line for me, because I won't sacrifice what I know is healthy for me in order to gain paper. And I don't know if that goes against the grind or goes against the hustle or that sort of thing. But so the scenario is this person had a customer that they didn't want to work with because this customer had, um, you know, as a client had treated them poorly in the past, stole ideas, implemented them and had success. And this person was coming to the business owner to get services from the business owner. And my suggestion was, how do you feel about this person? Negative energy, negative energy, feels bad. It feels bad. I don't know why they're coming. Da, 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 da. What do you want to do about it? I don't want them to come. Okay, cool. Well, it turns out that they didn't come that time, but then there was another um, scenario where the person did come in and it was because the business owner needed the service for money, but they felt bad about this person being in their environment because they were wondering what ideas or what they were going to take from them this time. But they chose the money over their integrity in that. And I get really challenged with that because I don't know that anything is really worth um, my integrity at the end of the day. There's um, there's this thing where, you know, uh, I used to work in a, in a at a phone company and people would come in and if they, you know, they'd have a spending limit of 150 bucks. And when their bill went to $151, it got cut off. Hmm. And they would say, are you shutting me off for $1? Right? And to, to tie that into this, if that one client coming in once in a while... Is going to be your end-all, be-all? Then you've got bigger problems right. than that. Right. So there, there should not be a single client, especially if they're not coming every day and they don't have your best interests at heart, right. that holds your business together. And if... If you're taking that client in order to jump up and, and inflate your business, it's really, it's it's unhealthy in the long run. Well, the then I wonder, way. is it that or was it that, let me show you what I've accomplished even though you did this to me? Which is still bad juju, I think, for your business. Yeah. You know, either way. Um, okay, so last point, because I know we're running out of time, so we'll wrap it up with this, is systems thinking. Which kind of seems completely out of the realm for everything else, because everything else is about the person. Systems thinking, it thinks, I think, more strategic planning when it comes to that. Systems thinking, I think, scalability. This is, this is more where, like, my, you know, the, the left brain, all of these are kind of right brain mm -hmm. things, mm -hmm. and this is where the left brain comes in, mm -hmm. like, where you're starting to put together. It's like, I'm trying to make a copy of me, right? So... When I come in, I unlock the door, I walk into the store, I look around, and then I put all of that in paper into steps that you're going to now replicate. And this is the, this is the way that we do things. This is the plan for the day. Yeah. Kind of autopilot. Okay, I know that the clothes need to be folded, that we have to go ahead and, and f change out racks, and we've got a new promotion, and we got to do... So and just... you have to start thinking of what's, what can people easily emulate. So if I have an eidetic memory, and that's how I count my drawer in the morning, I can't make that a system because not everybody, I can't just look for employees right. that have eidetic memories. Right. I have to find a way that 
I'm making it so that when when you I take do what's hire in people, your head yeah. and put it in theirs. So, so that that's if, communication. If I have a sick day, somebody can count the drawer. You know. That so wouldn't that thing. be communication versus systems thinking? I th- or would they just tie in together? I think it. I mean, because that it's weird because that kind of falls into a little bit of project management. Mm-hmm. Um, so which is man, it's it, project management by definition. It's management, not leadership. Right. It's taking and it's not management of people. It's taking a task and breaking it down mm-hmm. into chunks. So it 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 really is the odd one out here. Um, but it, you need it in order to have all of this. Because if I have a plan, then I'm confident in the plan, right? And if I'm confident in the plan and it's all laid out, I could go ahead and look at the integrity of everything that we're doing step by step, how it's going to get communicated. And I'm going based on my intuition. It's the courage to bring it to life, right? And it's the vision that helped me create this plan. And then it's empathy for the team as they have patience with me and trying to communicate it. The one thing that I think is hugely different between systems thinking and the other six. You forgot to say I was right. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Let's <laughs> Follow the script. No, I'm just Let's kidding. We don't have a script. <laughs> so in any case, um, yeah, that was my line. Thank you for, for giving that to me. But the, the one thing that's hugely different with systems thinking is systems thinking you can do by yourself. Um, if you are timid by yourself, you're not really showing off. To, like if you have a one-man business, the other six, like vision, intuition, you can kind of heel-toe it. You're the only one that knows, Right. The other six are really how you relate to the people in your industry or in your in your organization. Systems thinking is something you have to have in order to complete a project. You really do have to think, how can I do this tomorrow? Well, I think about the other side and how the idea that each facet of the star has to work together in order for a project to be completed. And the people that we have on the team all bring a strength that I lack or that I want to learn. And that's where, you know, they're best suited, right? Because they created their job description in that. And I think that's where systems thinking comes into play because as I've spoken about being a linear thinking thinker when it comes to business and a matrix thinker when it comes to the people, I see the big picture. I have that vision of the big picture and I have a vision of the day-to-day But the tediousness of a project management perspective or of breaking things down is overwhelming for me, where is, and that's where I have people where they love the detail, they love the finite, they love going in and checking things off and making sure things are done and that they're up to par and that they go beyond standards. And that's my emotional intelligence, but also my just understanding of myself in what I don't have that I'm supported by versus what faking what I have. Now I have no problem learning how to do that and creating a system that works for me in order to get things done. Um, But I'd rather people who have the strengths in doing that and the passion to do that, take that on so that I can lead them to what the big picture is because they can't see the big picture. They just, their minds don't go in that direction. They need to know the here and now and we can work together that way. So would you consider those people leaders? Absolutely, because they're leader. They could be leaders of the day to day, the month to month, the week to week, the quarter to quarter. Um, whereas I'm a different leader in the future. So it's we still have a vision. The vision is just different, but it's not a hallucination. 
Ah, ah that brings us full circle. I full like it. Full circle. All right. So thanks again for hanging out with us today. Don't forget to subscribe and share and give us a rating on iTunes or Spotify. And we look forward to seeing you on the other side. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share. We'll see you next time on The Other Side Enterprise. <laughs>